0: Welcome back. Welcome back. You amazing human. First things first, if you're over in the good old US of A, I just wanted to wish you a happy Thanksgiving, happy Turkey day. And I hope you enjoy some special time with your loved ones. And please, please, please remember to eat some pumpkin pie and turkey for me. All right. I'll get off of the pumpkin pie and turkey eating for now because today's episode, I'm going to share with you my ADHD journey, some updates and some insights. As you know, I always like to share things going on in my life that might be helpful to you, and I believe today's topic might just help many of you listening. So let me start by sharing my ADH journey and how it has evolved over time. Childhood. I always knew something wasn't really right, quote unquote, with me. I talked a lot. I overthought a lot. My brain went really quickly as a child. Uh, but then as a teenager, I would forget things. I would get locked out of my house. I would have volleyball or basketball practice. I would forget a shoe. I mean, the list goes on and on. I wasn't really good with getting my assignments in on time, you know, the drill. And so I knew, Kind of that something was going on through childhood and the teenager years. Then I started to do my undergrad in psychology. Some more bells and whistles kind of went off. I then went and did my master's degree in social work and became a licensed clinical social worker where I used to diagnose people with ADHD, schizophrenia, bipolar, etc. So I kind of always knew that I had the ADHD diagnosis, but was never formally diagnosed. And then Finley, my son, who's now 14, we started getting him diagnosed around the end of prep, beginning of year one. And I always kind of knew like the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, you know? So Finley then got formally diagnosed with ADHD. But at the same time Finley was getting diagnosed, I was also going through some workplace bullying Uh, where unfortunately, I also suffered from depression and anxiety. And my psychiatrist at the time was like, listen, I'm pretty sure you also have florid ADHD. Let's just do the testing to officially confirm or not confirm if this is the case. And lo and behold, I had ADHD, right? So I started the medications, which was actually a really great thing, because I also got to see what those medications felt like, at the same time that Finley was starting. So I could also appreciate and understand, even though our bodies were different, and we responded to the medication different, I had a little bit of insight to what he also was going through. Needless to say, the medications, I didn't like them at the time. It could have also been because of the situation with my workplace bullying. And so I stopped them. And I've actually been unmedicated for the last seven years. And that's been okay up until recently. And by recently, things started to change when I asked my ex for a divorce and I became that single parent things started to unravel more than ever before. What they call in mental health, like the scaffolding is the word that they use around me was no longer. Dale was kind of my buffer. So little things like, you know, Dale, my ex, if we needed milk, for example, he would just go and get it. But now it's like, if I'm like, oh my God, I forgot the milk. And then I get like, my emotions get up and down. I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. I've got to get the milk. And then it leads to one thing, or another word. Dale kind of always buffered that for me. So then also like noises and things like that. And, and it, when the kids would come home, when Dale was here, it would be like, one would go to Dale, one would come and me, and there'd be like this equal distribution. But now the kids are like, mom, mom, mom. And like the mom, Finley's going mom, Chloe's going mom, the dog's barking and it just becomes too much. And so when Dale was no longer here, this is when in the last two years I started to notice my symptoms stronger than ever before. Another thing was, was, like I almost missed a birthday party for Chloe. Uh, and I knew that again, I couldn't ignore the ADHD symptoms. Like I said, I was able to keep them under control or at bay, you could say when Dale is around. And even though I have the most amazing partner Grant right now, he doesn't live with me. So I still do a lot of that single parenting when he's not here. Like I said, even though he's a huge help, I'm telling you, when you have ADHD, having someone that takes that any bit of pressure off to the mean means such a huge difference. So like I said, things started to unravel. The scaffolding was gone. I started to miss things. Uh, And so then I knew something had to change. But before I get into what I did next, you might be thinking, well, what are some of the symptoms of ADHD? Let me share with you just so that we're all on the same page. Firstly, ADHD, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, it can manifest differently in women compared to men. That's something that I want to note. And the symptoms may be a little bit subtler or more vivid in ways that are often overlooked. So again, for so long, this is why we're seeing a rise of women getting diagnoses because they used to treat and diagnose people just based on how men presented. And so therefore women... Even though they had ADHD, their symptoms looked different, but the like world wasn't prepared to look at it like that. So we remained undiagnosed. The men got the help. And like I said, there's now this increase of women getting diagnosed. Secondly, it's important to note that not all women with ADHD will experience the same symptoms and or the severity of symptoms can also vary. Additionally, some women may go undiagnosed or receive a diagnosis later in life because their symptoms were not ri- recognized during childhood. Again, I didn't have parents who were looking out for things like that. I also ADHD wasn't really talked about back in the day, right? So if you suspect you are someone you know has ADHD, like I'll say now and I'll say it then, it is essential to seek professional evaluation and diagnosis from a qualified healthcare provider or mental health specialist, right? There are a variety of ways that you can do that depending on what country you live. But again. ADHD symptoms may look differently in women, but they also, even in women, will look differently. And so some of the common symptoms of ADHD in women look like this, inattention. Women with ADHD may struggle with maintaining focus on tasks, particularly those that are repetitive or require sustained attention. Women may also have difficulty organizing or completing tasks, making careless mistakes, and frequently lose important items. Another symptom around ADHD is hyperactivity. And so while hyperactivity is a common symptom in children with ADHD, in women, it may manifest more as an inner restlessness or inability to relax. Maybe they may constantly feel, kind of like I do, that they should be doing something and find it challenging just to sit still. Another symptom of ADHD is impulsivity. Women with ADHD may struggle with impulsivity, which can manifest as interrupting others during conversations, making impulse decisions, and having difficulty waiting their churn. Another ADHD symptom is emotional uh, dysregulation. Women with ADHD may experience intense, fluctuating emotions. They may have difficulty managing their emotions, which could be like leading to mood swings, irritability, outbursts of anger, or either frustration. Another symptom is chronic disorganization. Disorganization is a common symptom and women with ADHD may have cluttered living spaces, difficulty maintaining routines, and problem managing time effectively. Another thing that we have in ADHD as a symptom is forgetfulness. Forgetfulness is a hallmark symptom of ADHD, my friend. Women may frequently forget appointments, deadlines, and obligations, even if they are important. To secure your ticket, head to AngelaHenderson.com.au today. Another symptom is impaired executive functions. Executive function deficits can lead to difficulties with planning, prioritizing, and time management. And again, women with ADHD may even struggle with setting goals and achieving them. Another symptom is sensitivity to criticism. Women with ADHD may be more sensitive to criticism and may internalize negative feedback, leading to feelings of inadequacy. Another symptom is difficulty with relationships. Problems with communication, impulsivity, and emotional regulation can affect relationships, especially if you don't have a supportive partner. So that means women with ADHD may have difficulty maintaining friendships and romantic partners, uh, relationship breakdowns with your kids, etc., Another symptom is low self-esteem. Chronic struggles with ADHD-related challenges can lead to low self-esteem and feelings of failure or underachievement. And another coping, uh, sorry, another ADHD symptom is coping mechanisms. Women with ADHD may develop coping mechanisms to manage their symptoms, such as overworking, perfectionism, or avoidance, which can mask the underlying condition. So... I hope that gives you some additional insight to some of the symptoms that women can have. So even though I haven't been medicated for the last seven years, like I said, life has been getting hard in all three areas of life. And when I used to diagnose people, you can't just diagnose people and it can only be impacting home life. Like you just don't have autism and it's only at home. It impacts all areas of life. So my ADHD increase of the symptoms have been impacting business, home, and community. And that's when I knew that I needed to see the psychiatrist and explore trying medication again. For me personally, my symptoms that have been coming up and getting stronger and stronger were inattention, hyperactivity, emotional dysregulation, forgetfulness, impaired executive functioning, sensitivity to criticism, difficulty with relationships, and coping mechanisms. So I met with my psychiatrist and I've been back on my med- medication and all I can say is, wow, 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 what a fucking difference it has already made. I feel lighter, less overwhelmed, more focused. My emotions are less up and down. I'm less forgetful. I've got overall better coping mechanisms. I'm so grateful that I made my health a priority, booked the appointment and got the help that I need. You be thinking, well, what are some strategies and coping mechanisms that have partic- particularly, you know, worked for me when managing my ADHD symptoms? And I guess there's a few that I could share that have personally worked for me. Obviously, medication is one of them. Uh, I also work with my healer on a regular basis. Uh, in regards to time management, for example, you know, I set reminders in my phone and my Google calendar is my best friend. Another thing that I do uh, in regards to like some strategies is like I break tasks into smaller steps. So if I've got a really large task, I then like break it down into smaller more manageable steps to reduce that overwhelm and allows me to just like focus one bit at a time. I also minimize distractions. So I create a very distraction-free work environment. My house is really actually not cluttered at all. I turn off notifications on my phone. Another strategy that I do is around mindfulness and meditation. I do try and journal every day. I try to meditate every day. It doesn't always work that way, but yeah, by practicing mindfulness and meditation, this has also helped me. Another big thing has been around my sleep routine. I prioritize, and even when things are going rough, I prioritize getting enough sleep uh, because what I found is if you, if I personally don't get enough sleep, this can like it only makes my ADHD symptoms even worse. Also, I have a very supportive network. So Grant, my partner, is nothing but just an absolute gem. Funnily enough, he also has ADHD. So you've got Grant with ADHD. You've got me with ADHD. You've got Finley with ADHD. So with Grant having ADHD, he's just, a, he's just so supportive because he understands it and he gets it. My kids are a huge support and advocate. Also, Finley and I, we always joke around our ADHD symptoms. My dad's supportive. My best friend's got ADHD. So, you know, there's just having these conversations to normalize it have been super helpful. And ADHD, well, often seen as a challenge in my experience, even though it's been a bit rough, it's actually also been my superpower. I'm not where I'm at in business without my ADHD 100%. You see, ADHD has allowed me to be creative. Uh, my creativity often allows me to think like outside of the box. I come up with some pretty cool unconventional solutions and ideas. Uh, and excel in business with different creative ideas, not only for my offers, different funnels that I come up, but also I'm able to use this creativeness with my clients and help them accelerate too. ADHD, uh, another superpower I have is it allows me to hyper-focus. So when something genuinely interests me, I can hyper-focus on it for extended periods and now I can become incredibly productive and detailed orient- oriented in those moments. It's like crazy, a hyper-focused date. ADHD has also allowed me to have rapid problem solving skills. What this looks like and what this means is that I can excel in high pressure situations where quick thinking and adaptability are essential. My clients benefit from so much by me having this superpower. So if they're in a crisis situation or something's going on in launch, I can help them really, really quickly. ADHD has also allowed me to have really great enthusiasm and energy. People have said, like, I bring this infectious enthusiasm and high, high levels of energy to my tasks, to my projects, to my clients. And because of this, I inspire those around me. And like, it's almost like they get an injection of this passion into their own work and life. ADHD has also allowed me to be hyper resilient. Over the years, I've had, you know, I've developed exceptional resilience And perseverance because i've had to navigate these challenges related to my adhd and also my depression and anxiety even though my depression and anxiety has been in remission for about almost seven years now it's um i still it makes me hyper resilient because of that adhd has also allowed me like this sponta spontaneity my spontaneity and willingness to take risks has led to exciting and exceptionally unexpected opportunities and experiences both in business and in life. And also ADHD has allowed me like this increased empathy and compassion. I was already a highly empathetic and compassionate person. And I believe that it's I'm only even more empathetic and compassionate because of the fact that I understand the struggles and challenges that others, you know, face and I, it's relatable. I've also found that because of this like empathetic and compassion that I have, I'm also an excellent listener, supportive friend, supportive partner, supportive mother, and supportive business consultant. So I hope you can see that there, even though there are ups and downs, there are so many beautiful things and these superpowers I'm so grateful for every single day. Now, I hope you've enjoyed my updates and insights to my ADHD journey. I just want you to remember that you are not alone. Remember, you are never too old to reach out and get help and get assessed or reassessed or remedicated, like I have. And also remember that ADHD is just one facet of a complex and beautiful tapestry that makes me who I am. ADHD is part of me, but it doesn't define me. Now I'm going to wrap this amazing episode up, going to go and get a beautiful cup of hot chocolate and just go and relax for a little while. I hope you have a beautiful day, no matter where you are in the world, sending you so much love and so much light your way. Much love from Brisbane, Australia, Ange. Thanks for listening to the Angela Henderson Online Business Show, www.angelahenderson.com.au.